Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book One, Practical Advice about the Spiritual Life, Chapter One. We must take Christ for our model and despise the shams of earth. He who follows me can never walk in darkness, our Lord says. Here are words of Christ, words of warning. If we want to see our way truly, never a trace of blindness left in our hearts. It is his life, his character, we must take for our model. Clearly, then, we must make it our chief business to train our thoughts upon the life of Jesus Christ. Christ's teaching, how it overshadows all the saints have to teach us. Could we but master its spirit? What a store of hidden manna we should find there. How is it that so many of us can hear the gospel read out again and again with so little emotion? Because they haven't got the spirit of Christ. That is why. If a man wants to understand Christ's words fully and relish the flavor of them, he must be one who is trying to fashion his whole life on Christ's model. Talk as learnedly as you will about the doctrine of the Holy Trinity. It will get you no thanks from the Holy Trinity if you aren't humble about it. After all, it isn't learned talk that saves a man or makes a saint of him. Only a life well-lived can claim God's friendship. For myself, I would sooner know what contrition feels like than how to define it. Why, if you had the whole of Scripture and all the maxims of the philosophers at your fingertips, what would that be of use to you without God's love and God's grace? A shadow's shadow, a world of shadows. Nothing matters except loving God and giving him all your loyalty. And the height of wisdom is to set your face towards heaven by despising the world. What folly to hunt for riches that will not last and put your trust in them. What folly to set your heart on worldly honors and scheme for your own advancement. What folly to obey the promptings of sense and covet the prizes that will soon cost you dear. What folly to pray for a long life without caring whether it is lived well or badly, to think only of your present existence instead of making provision for the world to come, to fall in love with what passes in a moment, instead of hurrying on to the goal where eternal happiness awaits you. There is one proverb of which we cannot remind ourselves too often. I looks on unsatisfied. Ear listens 
ill content. Make up your mind to detach your thoughts from the love of things seen and let them find their center in things invisible. Those who follow the call of sense only soil their consciences and lose the help of God's grace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What's the final word of tonight's chapter? God's grace. The help of God's grace. And so as we begin this book, The Imitation of Christ, we must keep that word in mind. Thomas Akempis is not proposing to us that we imitate Christ on our own power. He's not proposing to us a plan which starts with our effort. As Pope Benedict has written, being a Christian is not primarily the result of an ethical choice. As our Lord said, you did not choose me, but I chose you so that you might go and bear much fruit. In other words, becoming a Christian is a gift. Following Christ is a gift. We imitate Christ because we've met him by faith. We imitate him because he has baptized us. We imitate him because we have his grace within us, his faith, his hope, his love. We do not imitate Christ first and foremost because we have chosen this. No, we choose to follow him and we do have to make a choice. But the following him is not first and foremost our ethical choice. Following Christ is a grace. And so we have to avoid, as we start this book, a mistaken idea of Christian morality. Christian morality is not something we do to make God pleased with us, first and foremost. If we're going to say, okay, I'm going to imitate Christ, and therefore God will love me. No. God loves us before we do anything. We don't make ourselves lovable to God. We become lovable because he loves us. God's love is not like our love. Our love always responds to some good thing that exists. Our love is always recognizing goodness and then loving it. But God's love creates goodness. Before there was anything existing outside of God, there was God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and their love for what they could create led to the creation of the world. 
But if you and I want to be happy, if you and I want to live with the Holy Trinity now and in the eternal life to come, then the imitation of Christ is telling us there's one path to that. And that path is to follow Christ, to imitate him. Not to put our final hope in anything else. Nothing that can be seen in this world, nothing created, nothing finite, will satisfy our hearts. The only thing that will satisfy our hearts is living the eternal life of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And no one comes to the Father, Jesus says, but through me. So tonight, as we begin this journey through this remarkable book, our first thing should be to pray, to ask God, give me a desire to imitate your Son. Give me the grace to focus my thoughts on Christ. Yes, we have to try to do that. Yes, we have to seek that. But first and foremost, it's a grace. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. What are we trying to find? Friendship with God. And how is friendship with God possible? Because God became man. God came and lived a human life. He became one of us. And through friendship with Jesus Christ, we enter into a friendship with his Father. Lord, give us the grace tonight to truly desire your friendship. Give us the grace tonight to see through all the false offers that the world makes to us. Give us the grace tonight to really want to do good, to want to live a life that is well lived. I came, Jesus says, so that you might have life and have it to the full. The life that we want to live is the life of Christ. It's an imitation of him. But that imitation of Christ cannot just be an external thing. We're not Pelagians, the heresy that says an external example is enough. It's not enough just to read about Christ and then say, I will follow him. It's not enough just to be told, this is what Christ wants. Do it. No, the only way to imitate Christ is to have a living participation, sharing in his heart within us. Come, Holy Spirit. Give us the grace, that divine help, to follow after the path that Jesus has walked for us. And we know that it's humanly possible, Holy Spirit, because St. Joseph and Our Lady have walked it ahead of us. St. Joseph, Our Lady, pray for us that we will set our hearts like you did on the following of Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.